Dozer, when you're done, bring the ship up to broadcast deck. We're going in. You have accessed the pirate signal. This is the Deliberative Podcast. Welcome to The Deliberative, your premier podcast all about Exalted. I'm your host, Corey, and joining me today, like they have done in the past, is Charles. Hey, And Jim. How's it going? What is up, my homeboys? <laughs> as Jim mentioned last night, as we were trying to, you know, everybody could be there this morning for the recording. It's like, we're all here. For the first time on an anathema episode. I know. Yeah, this is awesome. It's almost like the wild hunt didn't get us. It's almost like Jim had to show up in the second half to bail you guys out so we can win this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him in, coach. He's ready to play today. So... Yeah, last last time, it, a first for us, <laughs> you know, back when I was preaching all the time, people used to always say things like, you know, didn't you ever think that you could have just stopped preaching that like halfway through and said, that's part one, now let's do a part two? And I'm like, no, I, I literally never think that. They're like, you should. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so, 8 p.m. Yeah, like, on a Tuesday. <laughs> he really talked a lot about this. Uh, I believe probably... me and Charles have both uttered that after like a two-hour recording. Like, do you really yeah. think it had to I go know. two hours? <laughs> I know. And you know, and I was just, and part of it might have been like the smell of like sausage and maple syrup and bacon that was cooking last last time we recorded. Where I was like, uh, maybe we need to cut this one short, you know? <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe me and Charles just we text your wife and say start cook put the yeah. sausage start cooking. on yeah get the bacon <laughs> in the fryer now but we've uh, been talking yeah. for two hours yeah so anyway the first for us we split an episode in half and I actually I think it was a really good idea uh, because. It was, I mean, it was kind of, an, it was a normal episode length, but like, it wasn't going to be if we, yeah, <laughs> if we uh-huh. got into our, into the second half. And and then also I really did want Jim to be there for us talking about play by post because he does a lot of that with us. And so, uh, just to catch you, catch you up. If, uh, you know, been a while since you listened to the last episode and you're like, what were they talking about again? Uh, last episode, we started talking about playing role-playing games online, specifically Exalted Online. And uh, we we started that discussion off with the whole, uh, you know, live playing online, like over a virtual tabletop with a voiceover IP kind of a setup, you know, the, what you typically think of playing online with a group of friends, a storyteller, game master, and then everybody else in their little in their little screens showing their faces and, and uh, playing on this virtual tabletop, which Charles has done. A whole lot. lot of, and so yeah. I was glad that uh, that he was he was with me last time to talk about that, and uh, and then we had the other huge portion of the discussion that we wanted to have, which was play by post, which I think of as being like a really really interesting new way of doing all this stuff that has arisen in the past, you know, fifteen ish years maybe. People have started doing play by post and play by forum, and so uh, that is the primary way that uh, that like me and Jim play. My daughter and and a couple other people like we 
we do a lot of that. And so we wanted to have a good discussion on how all of that works and, and what are the different things you see around the web? How do we do it? Things that we've learned. So anyway, we wanted to split that off into a separate discussion, which we'll have today. But first of all, I wanted to let Jim uh, kind of weigh in on some of the things that we talked about last week since he was not, or not last week, but last episode, since he wasn't with us, with that whole uh, discussion of... Uh, oh, let me let me stop right here and just say, there ain't no news this time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally, nothing has moved uh, with the Onyx Path stuff for Exalted. There's like just there's like nothing even remotely even minor to say about news. It's all still coming. We still don't have it yet. The end. So um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Jim, uh, you you listened to the the last episode where we talked about uh, all these various ways of like playing with virtual tabletops and and all that. And I know that I know that you and I have done this uh, a couple of times uh, before. And so I wanted to get your thoughts on all this stuff, which, uh, let's see, did you join us when we did the uh, Fantasy Grounds thing with Hunter? Were you a no, part of that No, that happened group? before. Um, before you joined before, up with yeah. all of us doing all this stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right, because it was like, who was it? DJ, Jeff. Phillips. Yeah. yeah DJ, Jazzy oh, Jeff. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah that's right yeah so we it was yeah jim came along uh, a little bit after that uh we i had reconnected with him uh when we had gotten kind of in the full swing of our play-by-post stuff so he didn't do the fantasy grounds thing with us uh but one interesting thing that jim and i have done and uh i think i don't think we talked about this on the episode last time but we did talk about it on our discord uh, there was a discussion, that, uh, a pretty good discussion that, that went on on our Discord uh, regarding all of these things. And uh, my backwardsness and uh, like kind of uh, Luddite-ness when it comes to all of these different ways of playing online. And I said, you know, I like to make my own way of playing online. I like to put a camera above the, the physical map that's on the table and, and then have another camera on me and then like roll dice physically with your hands. And, you were and, a monster, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, what's the most <laughs> difficult, least intuitive way? Not just for me, but for every person involved in this project. But you know, let's you know what's do it, it that way. The <laughs> reason why I, I do it that way is because it, re- it tr- you're trying to preserve the feeling of like, hey, we're still we're still together. Like we got it, together. It worked. I mean, we played Pathfinder. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jim Jim was a part of that. He like it was like me. And my two daughters were here in our house. And then Jim and two of his kids were at his house. And, like, they were projecting, like, the map from the table that I had a camera set up. You know, they were projecting yeah, it, that, we, like, we put it on their like, TV. The, the big screen TV. Like, so yeah. it was, like, it was huge. We could see the map. I just, I still feel like, <laughs> I just feel like that's the worst of both worlds, right? Like, you're not really taking advantage of the benefits of virtual playing. Uh, And I mean, to be clear, if it works for you, then what I'm saying doesn't matter, obviously. But to me, it's just like, if you're going to do any of it virtually, you might as well just lean into the virtualness because you're you're going to lose something even the way you guys did it. 
No, but it you're not pre- even really leveraging the full well. power of the virtual. I don't. Well, think. you're you're also missing a key detail, which was there was three people on our side of of the world and three people on Jim's side of the world, and so yeah, and we did true. it. And our kids were pretty young at the time too. Yeah, and I don't even know if we had enough like laptops slash iPads to go like that could run all the software and stay running for as long as we were doing. Like I don't know if we had all of that to be able to do it like purely virtual. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, it was a bit of a bandaid on the thing to try to just do it that way. But, but it, it worked like, you know, it, I had like a little tripod set up holding the camera at the right angle, right. you know, down over the table. And yeah, it was, it was interesting. Of course they had to tell me like, move my character for four spaces forward on the map, you know? And then like one of my kids is like, reaching not out that side, it. that side. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so why are you moving me? Why are you intentionally getting me flanked? <laughs> i would never do that of course that sounds that sounds really stupid i'm sure to people who play like on vtts and stuff but i have heard like when glass cannon switched all their stuff to where they were playing uh on roll 20 i mean they have the same kinds of things like oh you locked my character in place you got to give me permission to move them and you know oh we're on the different map you didn't mean to reveal this much to us yeah like so there's there's still those kinds of headaches and things that happen. Yeah, yeah, when you use the literal worst VTT on the market, though, <laughs> like, gosh, Roll20 is absolute trash. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> I get you. So, uh, so Jim, what are your thoughts on on playing online like that? What you got any uh, got any great insights for us? Um, no. Yeah, yeah, I got a few <laughs> thoughts. Um, so it's been a while since I've played in person. Um, I think right. the last time was at one of those Starfinder deals that me and you went to. Actually, I think uh, it was a Pathfinder Society, uh, Pathfinder Second Edition, Pathfinder Society thing that I ran at Heroic Gaming before it went under due to the COVID tyranny. But uh, yeah, y- you guys came down on oh, Sunday yeah. afternoon, right? When, when yeah, that but that was? was that was Starfinder. Was it Star? No, it was it was Pathfinder. Yeah, Starfinder, dude. Remember the uh, one kid that kept like destroying everything? No, no, no. That was that was before this one. Now the last one we did was Pathfinder Second Edition. Uh, I was not there. Yes, you were. Uh, what was my <laughs> character, character that I used sheet. in the game? I have I have no idea. But See, it was like we were we were escorting like some cargo up like this this road. And there were like bandits and stuff that we had to stop. Anyway, it was a it was a neat. I little have no memory of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, was you, it was you and your son. It was me and uh, me and I think two of my girls, and then uh, my friend Michael and uh, his at least one of his kids were the ones that all got together. It's so, interesting it, to hear gaslighting happen when you can't also see it happen. It's like, <laughs> it happened. It happened. Dang it. I, I just tried with all. one of your friends, but we played <sighs> Starfinder. <laughs> okay. I'll get your character sheet. We played you. Pathfinder in space. I don't like we'll it disagree when you're too to agree. Fight. We'll disagree what, to what? agree at the moment. Disagree to agree. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Continue your, your uh, story. Well, full of wrong facts. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of. I've never really done the uh, advanced versions of virtual tabletop like Charles is talking about. I have been interested in them and, and wanted to play one. Uh, I heard about as, as much as you talk bad about virtual tabletop, 
I hear like all these great stories from when y'all play Fantasy Grounds, and I'm like, oh, I never got to experience that. Um, yeah. So I've never done it, so I can't really compare with it. Um, my only thing is uh, what we did, which was trying our best to simulate being in person, which it worked well because we had three people on one side of the world and three people on the other side of the world. Um, so that worked out. It worked out well. Um, and the kids were, were cool with it. Cause you know, they were kind of like interacting with each other too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't played an in-person game in a while and I miss it. Right. Um, there's something, there's something about in-person that just, I don't think, and I'm sorry, Charles, um, no, the best virtual software cannot capture like the same experience that you get in person. Now, whether the experience is better or worse is debatable, but it, it can't. Okay, so we went no, through this. I, know I, I don't know, know if y'all heard saying. about this, but we went through this like whole freaking year and a half where we weren't even allowed to like <laughs> touch people. And I absolutely, within every fiber of my being, hate the whole brady bunch uh looking online meeting scape thing right now oh, so yeah, I, yeah, i'm actually for sure. looking forward to doing something in person again and right. then maybe when i do it i'm like this isn't as fun as i remember and then i go back to the old way of doing it so right. I don't you know, know i think an, another thing we didn't touch on and i i don't want to add too much more to the virtual thing but another thing we didn't really touch on is like what if you don't have a good pool of players that are local yeah. to you? Sure. That's and, always the problem. Yeah. Especially when you factor in which games you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Because you know if you want to play D&D 5th edition or oh, whatever. There are like a billion gonna... people in any town yeah. that want to play. Yeah. But when yeah, you want to run find a, a Terminator RPG, you know, something that's really niche, you're going to yeah. have to, you know, cast your net a bit wider. Yeah, and that's—I mean—that's the primary benefit of all of that kind of online stuff is that you can say, "Hey, uh, anybody else out there spend the required eight hundred dollars on this ultra, you know, niche <laughs> bespoke role-playing game, and then read all the crap, like spent like hours and hours of your life reading all this crap, so that you know what I know, and so we can play a game together." It's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, just they're me, out there. Just me. Just me. Got it. Okay. <laughs> That's like they're Charles. out there, but they are not next door to you. <laughs> That's like Charles going to the comic book store and sitting down like, I got this really cool business tycoon game that I got from Kickstarter. You want to play? Like, uh, what do we do? Now, you I, kill other people. I ran, I ran a campaign with my Marine Corps buddies, and yeah. it took us probably about 18 months from start to finish. And that is one of the greatest gaming memories that I have in my whole sure. life. And yeah, yeah, because it was it was in person, we were joking and stuff. I just I don't know, man. I think part of it also is just getting older and having a more complicated schedule mm-hmm, really right. makes it significantly more difficult to find time to play in person. And sure. it's so much easier. I, I don't even really know why, but it is easier to find time to play online, right? Rather than right. in person. So, but see yeah. now here, it, this is where... for me. It's just like, do I want to play or do I want to play in person? And I would rather choose 
to play and right. that's so, kind of so this is where the discussion on our discord took me into one of my favorite things to talk about because i am a person who loves role-playing games i mean i have loved role-playing games my entire life uh when i was when i was seven living in germany the lady two floors above me just gave me a box of old D D crap and not including the the rule book <laughs> just like <laughs> adventures and stuff like those old like trifold uh looking adventure modules that they had yeah. and i was like i in my mind i created a, like a role playing like i hadn't i had no no exposure to to role-playing games but just looking at the little module i was like you know what we could do we could pretend that we're going through this castle and as you go into each room i could do, i could like tell you what you see and it'll be this fun like pretend game you know and so like like so i mean from like a very early age i've been all into it you know my uh, i i bought star wars second edition was the first like actual like from westing games was the first actual role-playing book that i purchased Earth Dawn mm-hmm. was the first like role playing game that I purchased and like loved with this intensity. You know, a non D game that you're like, I want everybody to love this thing that I love, you know. <laughs> and then that it's it's gone from there, you know, to like exalted and all you know, it's like I want everybody to love this thing. Don't love D D, love this thing, you know. And uh and then I've played the D I got really into D D third edition, three point five, I got really into Pathfinder, Pathfinder second edition, you know. So like I have been a role player my whole life. I love it. But a hundred to one if i had friends that were like hey man let's let's hang out together and play games and stuff um it it has to be online though uh not in person it has to be online a hundred to one i would choose playing a video game with those people rather than playing a virtual tabletop role-playing game and now you flip that hundred to one if they're like hey let's get together at your house and do something I, you know i would never say oh well let's you know play golden eye split screen four ways or you know like i would never do that or hey i've, I've got literally three done that with you i know i know we have done that golden eye no screen? it was it was good back in the day <laughs> i'm just saying if we had something similar to that today where you could like do you know four player split screen or whatever or, or even just like hey everybody's in my house let's have one of you go to this xbox one go to this back xbox and i'll go downstairs to that xbox like a hundred to one if i could get them to play <laughs> hey now that we're together tabletop. let's separate yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh if i could if i could get people together and I could get them to play a tabletop role-playing game, I would choose that 100 to 1 over some sort of video game fun thing. You know, like, if we were together. But if we're apart, I would be like, dude, let's play a video game. I mean, video games have gotten so good, especially the online multiplayer aspect of it, in the last 10, 15, 20 years. It has gotten so ridiculously good that I just don't understand why anyone would want to take all of that time and all that setup and all that stuff just to play this like ultra slow because it is ultra slow like a, a tabletop role-playing game is an ultra slow experience it, even in the fastest systems when you get into to round-based combat you know everybody except one person is always just sitting and waiting on their turn and when you take a when you zoom back out and you're like what did we do in this amount of time Mm-hmm. You can usually sum it up in like a two minute summary of, of the action, you know, like, Oh, we went in there. We fought these guys. I don't agree with that. I, it's just like, <laughs> if you were playing a video game together, like it's like, Hey, let's play a few rounds of Warzone, or, or, you know, and, and you have this like perfectly awesome world, like 
pumped into your eyes where where the dude standing next to you with the m4 in his hand or whatever like that's like that is your friend like like the sense of it is that's jim or whoever standing right there and i can just like pat him on the back and be like you go you go first dude and i'll cover you and like and it like really does feel like that's what you're doing like you at the end of the day the stories that you tell is like remember when we got that helicopter i mean i think back to like our battlefield days where all of us used to play battlefield together it's like remember when you got in that helicopter and i was in that tank and we like took all that base and the other guy and i mean like you've got the stories the same kind of stories that you've got from when you're playing a tabletop role-playing game except no no one had to do the prep work you all just sit down what you're (laughs) what you're really talking about here You're talking about the difference between watching... Let's put it in a movie analogy. You're you're saying that the story in The Expendables is just as good as the story in the movie Munich. Like, well, Expendables is fast-paced and lots of action. Munich is slow. Slow doesn't always mean bad. And I... I'm sorry. I got to push back. I don't think yeah, except that you're I, I even think this, remotely right on that. I don't. Front. First of all, I don't think I've seen Expendables or Munich, so I well, have no off, idea. First off, Munich is about. incredible. It, it's okay, like a slow so. spy, like it's like it's like a historical spy movie. And Expendables, it's just like so. Uh, it's Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. I mean, like you know, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like. <laughs> But, uh, which by the way, first time I, yesterday, I got a comment. I got a comment. I got, I've, I got my first call of duty game yesterday for the first time. I've not played any of these call of duty games since, uh, since PlayStation two, but I got cold. Go, War go ahead, Jim. On sale. I, I anyway, see yeah, my ahead, time. Jim. I see my time to the representative from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we've, we've played, um, we've played, um, in-person role playing and we've played plenty of video games. I cannot recall a single, like, massive, stellar, memorable event from any video game we played. Yes. But I can, I can tell you the exact look on Charles's face when his character got ripped in half How by the Roper. How dare you bring up Elstar? Oh, How come dare on. You? you know that was a... You'll never forget that. You'll never forget the day that Corey and, killed a character. And that's what I'm getting at. Like, as fun as video games are... There isn't really story in the specifically in those multiplayer moments. I'm not saying they're not fun, but when I when I call my marine buddies, the guys that I play video games with also, we do not talk about Battlefield 2 Bad Company or whatever, Battlefield Bad Company 2. We're talking about Age of Worms and like, dude, remember that time where you cast twin maximized chain lightning and you killed three fully <laughs> healed dragons with right. one spell? Well, and it's like, see, yes. what you're saying though, see what, what you're talking about though is, I mean, I, first of all, I think, I think it's a little bit of an apples and oranges comparison because you literally spent like a gob of hours playing Age of Worms with those guys. If you had spent the same gob of hours playing something like Sea of Thieves with those guys, you would have a lot of memories of Sea of Thieves. But like, they wouldn't we be, still talk they wouldn't about, be as rich as our role-playing memories. We talk about think. the day... I mean, we, we still bring it up all the time. There was a game that like I was playing with Hannah... <laughs> Or two of my daughters, two of my daughters were playing, and then uh, this other friend Chuck. We were playing a Sea of Thieves Chuck game. Chuck Steele. We, 
<laughs> yeah, Chuck Steele. <laughs> and, uh, and we were emptying out, we were emptying out one of those like skeleton forts. And like You're Lydia. A skeleton fort. Yeah. Do what? <laughs> Nothing. Just do you know what I'm going. talking about? Have you played, have you played CSE? I CFDs? played a little bit. It was all right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. But anyway, we were emptying out the skeleton fort and, uh, I, I think it was, was it me or was it, anyway, one of us was on the uh, the harpoon gun on the front of the boat and we were bringing treasure out and the harpooner was just like harpooning the treasure and yanking it back to the boat real quick so the person could run back and get the other stuff. And Lydia brought out like the holy nuke. It's like the, like every, uh, every skeleton fort has this like huge powder keg thing that will like, it's literally like a nuclear bomb. And she brought it out and I think it was... Ch- Oh, I know what it was. It was one of our other friends, Dusty. He was on the he was on the harpoon, and he harpooned the nuke, and it like detonated the nuke, and like because you're not supposed to shoot those with the harpoon, and it like literally killed all of us, sank the ship. Our treasure is like floating through the ocean. You know, we're like quickly trying to respawn to another vessel and get back out there because we we knew there was another ship that was like kind of nearby wanting to like kill us once we had collected all the treasure. And so we're like sailing like as fast as we can to get out there and grab all the treasure. I mean, it's a it's like it's a storied moment, you know. But you have more of those playing video games when you play more of the video games with the people. Like, yeah, if you have one night of playing, you know, like a battle royale or something with some of your friends, you're probably not going to have lifelong memories. But if you play, if you played like every week for four hours with your friends on something like Apex or Warzone or Fortnite, you are going to have some of those stories. So, I mean, that's why I think it's not its not really a fair comparison to say, oh, well, me and my friends, we remember this. Because I can, I can easily say, well, me and my friends that I've only played video games with a lot, we have memories of this, this video okay. game. You know? allow, me, allow me to clap back one last time before we mm. move on to what our actual topic is supposed to okay. be. <laughs> <clears throat> I played so much. We called it RF Dose, but it was Red Faction 2 on playstation oh, yeah. 2 yeah, that's good so so much i mean yeah that was almost all i did when that game came out multi right. local split screen multiplayer it was incredible i love it i have it great okay. memories of playing that with michael and andrew and brian Khan. yeah it was it was great it was good times Con! but oh sorry even even though <laughs> i can think back and remember having fun i do not have the, I, I don't know what the word for it would really be, but I don't have those moments where it's like, do you remember where I like 360 no scoped you or blah, blah, blah. I remember the yeah. feeling of having fun, but I don't remember those moments like, dude, L star getting slowly pulled toward a yeah. roper or like even just making the characters before I even play like the brother and sister uh, scions that we made. Uh, the I like right. I remember specific moments from role playing because a story is really there and it hits harder. I'm I'm not yeah. saying that video games aren't fun. I'm just saying that I think you generally look back and just remember having fun, not necessarily yeah. what the actual fun part was. Whereas can I, can... role playing gives you like, oh, I remember that part when. Right. Sure. So let me just suggest for a second, because it's interesting that you bring up something it. like Red, Red Faction Gorilla, too, which was, <laughs> no, was no, no, extremely no, not good. Gorilla. 
just Red Faction oh, 2. Red Faction 2. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Same same ish kind of difference. Uh, Red mm. Faction Gorilla was a much better single player ex- uh, experience. Yes, I would yeah, agree. I, with I know that. what you're talking about with with Red Faction Two. Gosh, Red Faction Gorilla is. So oh yeah, I know they remastered it. I mean, they didn't like. I know they I didn't do like it. a full great. overhaul. Is it okay? I mean, I, I, yeah, I thought good. about it. I was like, eh. I think I got it for free and I never played it. Like they gave it away on like Xbox Live Gold or something. Anyway, but um, <laughs> anywho, so you know, you're you're remembering back to a certain brand of multiplayer game i mean you're literally thinking back to the golden eye halo 3 red faction 2 era where the narrative of the of the game is just deathmatch you know like kill the other guy blow up his base you know what do you think call of duty is dude (laughs) well uh, yeah you know call of duty apex is okay no no now when you get to something like when you get to something like a, a battle royale game uh, Battle Royale games have an inherent story to each and every time you go out. Like there is a beginning to that story where, you know, you're where randomly choosing like, yeah. as, as the, as the plane or the battle bus or the whatever goes over, <laughs> you're like, you're looking for a place to land. And that's like the start of your story, gathering stuff, that first, you know, the first encounter of like the other team and how you took them down, like while you were sliding around on the, on the uh, glide rails, you know, in slappy shores or whatever. And then you, you got, that's where you got that mythic weapon. And then you took it over here. Like, like there is, and there's a middle and then there's like the end. And sometimes the end is like, we won, like, oh, it was a crown victory or whatever, you know, and you have those great things. But the, the battle Royale is, it gives like a story to the game that is very different than like deathmatch. And it, and there are real memories that are formed from the individual matches. Like you can remember individual matches and how they flowed. And, and so I think that's different. But then also, you know, there are games that you can now play uh, like cooperatively through like a whole campaign. And so you do get to experience all of the story and everything else. Like I've played cooperatively uh, like Far Cry 5, Far Cry 6 uh, with various people. And we have had a blast. Like once right, again, Chuck Steele and you're, I. You're playing through those story modes. I would argue yeah. that, yes, you were right there. I, I meant more like. Let's play. Deathmatch. Let's play yeah. Battlefield. Like that's fun. Well, and, and Battlefield, all, yeah. Bat- I think Battlefield is is a little bit of a dinosaur as well. Like those old like capture the point. Your life doesn't matter. I think that's I think that's one thing that um, that the battle royale introduces that is different is that your life matters. Like when you're playing Battlefield, you throw away your life. You're just like charge the point. It doesn't matter if you die. We just got to get that point or whatever. And so you literally respawned like 50 times in a match. And it's the same thing in Deathmatch. You know, I got two guys on that life, and then I died. And then I got one guy, and I died. That guy. And then I got spawn camped. And then like it's just like you're constantly restarting the story of the match. Like every time you die and respawn. And so with a with a battle royale type of thing. It's literally like, this is me. This is my time going out. And it has a different feel. It makes a different emotional connection. And so I think that it really is a, a decent, like, it, like I would choose it, like I said, a hundred times to one. If it was just like me and my friends, we got a Thursday night, we can, we can get together online. What do you want to do? You want, you want to play a virtual tabletop or you just want to go have like a freaking blast in something like Apex or, or, you know, or even do like a four player co-op story mode thing. Like, I mean. There, there's so many games that have that now. I would just choose that 100 to one, because again, I, I'm I always would just the guy. Never choose that ever. I know, but and, and a lot of it's because you haven't you haven't played those things a lot. Uh, I, I think that there there is a love that comes from like just like especially with like a battle royale. You kind of gotta be good 
in order to like really love it. And if you get on there Thank and your you. friends are good and you're not good, <laughs> like you're just, you're just immediately dead. It's not a fun experience. So you got to get good in order to enjoy it a lot. You know, that's for sure. There's a learning curve for I feel sure. So attacked right now. <laughs> Well, we did play Apex with you like one time. Oh, that was it was terrible. <laughs> and you like, were on one PC of the worst and we were <laughs> gaming experiences I've ever we were, had. We were on console and we were like, "Oh man, Chuck's got like all this uh he's he's going to be, you know, have such a an advantage over us cuz he's on keyboard and mouse." <laughs> yeah, you did not have an advantage. No, I did not. <laughs> That that actually might be one of the single worst gaming experiences I've had in my entire life. Yeah, that's why I say you, you've got to you've got to like be good to really enjoy a good battle royale. If you're if you're if you're trash at it, it it's not gonna be fun. Like it's just not. So there is like the the kind of like I got to spend yeah, some time see, get, getting role, good at this. Role playing is far more forgiving, and you know what the most forgiving form of role playing is: play by post. How's that <laughs> good for a segue? <laughs> Very good segue, which also brings us back uh, to, to Exalted because you know we have is this a show about ex- all about. Uh, I thought you were going to segue. I thought you were going to segue back in unsegue. No, un-segue. that brings no, no, me no, back no. to we're this definitely one time I was playing Sea of Thieves. No, <laughs> no, yeah. So it's good. Yeah, we we do need to talk about the play by post thing. So um, we've spoken a lot about playing online. My my, you know, Charles of course loves it. Does it a lot. I, of course, do not love it uh, <laughs> when you're talking about doing it with the virtual tabletop and all that kind of stuff. Because, like, you know, I'd rather play other things if we're going to do that kind of thing. But there is another way to play online, which I do very much love. And, and that is the play-by-post, or some people call it play-by-forum. But it is just this, it's a, it's a temporally diverse way of playing where... On my time, I can get on there and I can post the action of my character and then go away for a while and come back and see what other people's characters have done. And then I can post a little more. And so uh, playing playing a role-playing game by play-by-post is a lot like playing words with friends, with a friend. You make your move and then you just switch the game off. And then you check back, you know, maybe you get a notification or something says, all right, so-and-so has made their move. It's your turn. And then you get back on and you play. And so it's really, really good for people who are very busy and who don't have a special night of the week every week that they can always play, you know, either around the table or on a virtual tabletop with people who set aside time in their schedule. But it's for people who are like, oh, I'm on my lunch break now. I've got some time to post the action of my character. Let me just uh, get that done. Or, or uh, you know, I'm at work and things are kind of slow and I've got a browser window opened up over here. Let me just uh, type a little post for my character. So uh, I guess, you know, definition-wise, if you've, de- I mean, I'm sure just about everybody knows what play-by-post is that are listening to this podcast. But just for those who don't, play-by-post is a way of doing the same thing that you do around the table or on a virtual tabletop. You're just doing it in a forum or you're doing it in some some place that like is able to save and record text in the slowest least personable way possible (laughs) (laughs) i I mean yeah i mean there are definitely some downsides to it but there i think that the the upsides totally outbalance the downsides on this Uh, for people who don't they just don't have that time to you know devote a four hour a week you know time block to doing Mm -hmm. something it allows you to really just 
uh, take you know, one person is the game master, storyteller, dungeon master, whatever you want to call them. Well, we'll stick with exalt. I'm just going to rather than do that every time we talk about, it, I'm just going to use exalted terms because this is an exalted podcast. So one person is the storyteller. And the storyteller, you know, same as you would if you were playing around a table, comes up with the story, you know, decides on what the character's going to do, and then posts, uh, like, in text, writes out, like, this is what you see, this is what's going on around you, here's some stimulus and whatever, and then, like, then the players come back one at a time, and they post their characters actions you know it, it it's kind of like playing zork <laughs> or something you know where it's like you're standing in a going field way to back. the north of you yeah you go <laughs> way back uh you know to the north is a house to the west is a, is a road leading to the woods you know whatever and then the players just say well i'm gonna go to the house and i'm gonna look at this and then the storyteller comes back and says oh, well you reach the house and there's a monster outside or whatever you know so there's this back and forth of just posting what your your characters and what the, the you know the the storyteller cast or whatever you're posting the actions of all of this stuff storyteller has to you know provide all these different uh you know sensory input the same way that they would around the table you know you walk into the bar and you can hear the tinkling of glasses and the belch of a particularly large person in I'm the back glad of the that room. tinkling was glasses yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, so you're having to build, you know, you're having to write. And so for one, I mean, I guess one thing I would say about play by post is that it's sort of just like, you know, playing a battle Royale requires you to be good in order to get your enjoyment of it. Play by post kind of requires you to be a somewhat decent writer in order to get the enjoyment out of it. Um, uh, you know, there are some people this is completely not cut out for. And I have several of my friends, even friends that I've played person, like person to person with around a table that like, I wouldn't even suggest this mode of playing to, because I know they're just not going to be able to hang it. You know, it's like, you've, you've kind of got to be able to put the English language together in a, in a nice way. So, uh, anyway, so, so there's that, but, but the benefits are that it allows you to, like I said, do this on your own time and you can keep going as long as everybody is into it. And, uh, and eventually, you know, you've got, you've got a story and, and one cool thing, you know, back in the day when Charles was talking about, uh, wanting to record, I think we even said, he talked about a little bit on the last episode, wanting to record his games, uh, that took place in his home, uh, with like an omnidirectional microphone so that later he could go back and remember some yeah. of those great moments. Yeah. Well, the play by post, like it, by its very nature, it preserves yeah. like in Amber, the story, you know, it doesn't preserve the interactions of the players as much, you know, because especially the way we do it, and we'll get into that in a minute, but the way we do it is like, we, you know, we're, we're essentially only, we, we keep in one forum, like just the in character, you know, just the actual story stuff. Like, like it, you're not allowed to say things out of character. Like, by the way, Jim, that was a really cracking shot you made there. Whatever. Like, we don't say that, you know, it's all kept in character. So you are losing some of that part of it, uh, but you get the story crystallized in like a permanent uh, sort of, sort of form. So anyway, uh, I personally think exalted, especially is perfectly suited to play by post because when you think about the the some of the exalted mechanics like stunting 
you know, or even just the, the gigantic, like grandiose, glorious way that the world is created. It really, it benefits from people taking their time to really imagine and put, and put out there like, this is what my action looks like with my anima flaring and all of these things going on. This like massive attacks and punches and kicks and, and martial arts moves. Like the, the more time you're able to put into the description of that, the better it is. And so like we had a play by post, uh, pathfinder thing one time on our website and it just, it wasn't the same because like, well, I hit it with my sword. It's just not the same as like, you know, I'm doing all of this crazy stuff. And these, this is, you know, like the, the sky splits open as I reach forward and grab my sword. Like, you know, there's this, it was so very different. So I feel like play by post is perfectly suited for exalted just because of the over the top nature of the game that like requires you to put more time into thinking about what your character is doing and how it looks. And, and it's all like enhanced by the way that you have that time in play by post to think about it. So I've, you know, that, that's sort of my, uh, like kind of glowing review of, of play by post and exalted in particular but Charles, you mentioned a couple of things that you know the slowness. Well, I, I will uh, say I will say this: there there are certain games that I've tried to run in person. And Eric, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that uh, Mage just did not work. But there are certain <laughs> games that I think are really difficult to run in person uh, and naturally lend themselves to play by post. And I think those are very action as the last resort kind of games. So right. like, yeah. um, exalted actually, I'm not saying there isn't action in exalted, but right. it's, it's way more about the story that builds up to a short burst of action. Right. right? Yeah. Um, absolutely. Those kinds of games, mage, vampire where it's all these like <laughs> literally the onyx path games <laughs> well, the yeah, White Wolf they're, they're extremely yeah. narrative narrative centric and then like the action is there just as a consequence of your of your socialness which i guess theoretically right. is a lot of uh, probably most role-playing games but there, there are certainly some that are like no you you're playing this game to play a certain kind of character or right. because you want to solve murders and stuff like that. And if you get into a gunfight, that's going to be like the last scene in a game. Or it's going to be like three shots and then someone's on the ground kind of deal. It does not work. And I will die on this hill. It does not work <laughs> with games where the story is propelled by action. Namely right. Pathfinder. It doesn't right. work. And when I hear people say, I've been in a pathfinder game for eight years i'm like so what are you like level three or yeah <laughs> like i i could not i think if i tried to play a pathfinder play by post game which i know we did once but it didn't last very long if i was like i'm gonna play this until the end i would want to die and uh, i yeah. am positive i would never ever play a role-playing game in any medium after that yeah. i can't imagine no, I, a worse experience <laughs> no i i completely agree in fact when when uh, we had our play by posts like back in the day like the first i think it was like the first um 
edition of it because our our site has gone through like three i think three different like main resurrections or whatever but uh in its first iteration back in the day there were some people who were like i think we should play a pathfinder game together and i was like guys i don't think this is good i'm actually gonna sit this one out yeah you didn't even play (laughs) you just you just watched the carnage from the sidelines i just you know i had a feeling and and you know sometimes you know I, i say this to my wife all the time like maybe it's like all men or maybe it's just me i'll put that out there because i was gonna say all men but maybe it's just me okay but like i it takes me a while to be able to articulate why i don't think something will work or why i'm upset about something or why i feel this way you know like girls especially in my experience have like they know how to analyze their feelings and articulate them like extraordinarily well it's like it's almost like they were they were designed to do that well you know I have like gut feelings that like, if you ask me, well, why do you feel like that? It's like, well, you got to give me, got to give me a few days to think on that. Like why I feel that way. But my (laughs) gut was like, no, that's not going to work. Like (laughs) like Pathfinder on play by most. I I feel like that's not going to be fun. And so I was just like, here, I'll make the, I'll make the forum for you. And just to show that I I was trying to support everybody. I was like, here, I'll even make like a whole new section of the website with a new theme. So it just really feels like you have your own place to play Pathfinder. And like, I'll give you guys all the tools I can possibly give you like, have fun. And yeah. And it just now, now the vampire game we played worked because it's it's like what Charles was saying. It's exactly what Charles said. Yeah. Yeah. It's what, what propels the game forward. Is it story? then play-by-post should theoretically work for that. Is it action? Right. It it won't. Yeah, now, could you imagine doing a dungeon crawl on play-by-post? Uh, it would oh, be the worst thing People ever. People do that, though. Like, I, I oh, kid I you not. My life. I, I kid you not. My buddy Eric, because I brought this up to him at some point. We were talking about this, we three at some point. And I was like, yeah, it just it can't work. And he has been in i want to say an eight-year play-by-post pathfinder game good and i'm gosh. like i don't understand i mean the, the I difference just, is i wouldn't even kn- want it to go on that long. here's the thing he's <laughs> if i remember what he said correctly it is like you have to go in knowing this is going to be a slow game right it's right. way like you know one post a day or maybe like one post a week i don't know but it's like you Mm. you go in knowing like this is going to be a really long thing however the flip side it's a low effort thing because with the way with the way that we play our play by post you know i what is it once a day that's not high effort but sometimes especially considering the level at which we write our posts one post can feel high effort on some days. Oh, yeah. You could spend so, 30 minutes on one post yeah. or more. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I wrote, even that I wrote the epilogue be... for one of ours last night, and it took me a while. Yeah. So even <laughs> that, even once a day, can sometimes be too much for people. Maybe yeah. this is the exact kind of casual back burner game where it can scratch that itch just enough right. where you're like, okay, I'm getting my Pathfinder fix in. Uh, I'm not right. saying that anyone who does Pathfinder play-by-post is an idiot. I just sure. have a really hard time imagining how that could be enjoyable, but that's because I, I'm cl- I clearly don't want a game that's that casual. Right, mm. right. 
Yeah. Now you, you mentioned the, the whole, like the scratching the itch of feeling like you're doing some role playing. One of the things that I will say that the play by post thing does when it's going well. And, and, and I, I feel like, you know, there have definitely been times in the past where, uh, where our play by post stories are, where, where people really are hopping. Like it's, it's posting every day and there's a lot of action going on. And sometimes there's like some, some real drama that develops. Jim likes to cause those moments quite I a love bit with it. his characters. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I grab well, the little boy by his shirt, slam I'm, him up against the wall, and I'm like, "Why would you do this?" Like, oh, and then all the I, other I've players go nuts. When you when you introduce like like you say something that something someone completely does not expect you to do, it generates the most activity. Yeah. Like, yeah, how yeah. dare you do that? Blah blah blah. It's like, oh, and then like, what was it? Charles like, I'm gonna go over and punch Jim in the face. Yeah. You know, for doing that to my character, it's like, dude, that was his character that did it to your character. It's <laughs> right, like, yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm mad. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think, and, wait, hang on. Going back to the Hunter thing on Fantasy Grounds, I think okay. I got so mad in one of those games at what Jonathan did, did that I was like, you I, did. I, I, I cut his character's head off. With you my sawed knife. his head off with a, with a kitchen like steak knife or something. Oh man, yeah, that was it, not a it, healthy it was, game. <laughs> no, it wasn't. In fact, that that was like the perfect. Actually, I feel like that game was like the perfect uh, encapsulation of like the hunter, uh, like slide down the morality scale. Because yeah, we like the, the party started out doing some like we 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 want to stop this you know supernatural threat, and by the end of it, we were burning down a a, a nursing home and sawing each other's heads off with well, kitchen. Well, other knife, than so. other than the <laughs> PvP part, actually that. <laughs> That game was pretty incredible until it totally <laughs> fell apart at the very end. <laughs> but I thought, you know, it was, hey, it was, it, it was that, that's what Hunter should be. You know, it, I felt like it was very appropriate. But, but, uh, but here's the cool thing though. Like when, and, and I, and I have seen this happen in play by post so many times. And like I said, you know, like when Jim, when Jim's character will, will really throw a curveball and it really gets everybody talking or something like that. I will get phone calls from like every person. <laughs> that's that's playing the game where they just want to sit and talk for like 30 minutes to an hour about what's going on in the game you know and i'm like having all these conversations with people and it's like it, even though we're only posting like one post a day you know you're talking like a paragraph or two you know it really is like low effort uh, you know, for, in the scheme of things, some people think writing a paragraph is like the, you know, a world ending school assignment, you know, but for those of us who output something like 20,000 words a day, I think I output 20,000 words a day in my job and in my hobbies and things like that. Uh, I think I calculated it out one time and I, I write a lot. Like I, I, I communicate with people via email a lot and I always, you know, I don't, I don't, skimp on that like i fully explain things you know i'm talking about customs procedures and all this other kinds of crazy stuff Snore. and so i yeah <laughs> i know right kidding. but like <laughs> but to me to me writing and typing uh is just as natural and fluid as speaking uh, because i do it so often and so for me sitting down and writing three or four paragraphs is like a is like a one or two minute you know, experience. So, there are some people who are like pulling their hair out for two hours trying to write, you know, two or three paragraphs. And so for those people, it's not, it's not a, a good thing. But for those who are like, like I said before, if you're good at writing, you're going to enjoy this kind of thing. And it does, it, it makes you feel like you are never out of the game. 
uh, like when you play like in a weekly tabletop game, there are times where you have those conver- you know, phone conversations with people like, man, I wanted to talk about what we did that last week. That was crazy. Yeah. But like, I feel like with play by post, we've had, we've had that experience more that experience. It feels like you're constantly playing the game, even though you only spent five minutes writing your post today. Uh, it, it feels like you never stop being your character. So that is like an interesting thing that I would say is like one of the one of the primary benefits of play by post. If you get yourself in a really good game that you're really enjoying, you're gonna feel like I'm that character. Like and, and you're, as you're just you know driving to work or or you know just like uh, daydreaming while you're on the job or, or while you're taking a walk around the neighborhood when you're yeah after you get home, you're thinking about like oh man my character's gonna do this the next time I get a chance to you know like it just it it keeps you in a slow burn that just lasts. And, uh, anyway, so I think that that's, that's a really good, uh, part about it. So, uh, you could take it as a negative, like the really, really slow kind of a thing, or you could take it as a positive that you have this, you have this thing that takes you a while to put together, but you feel like you were engaged the whole time, especially if you do the one post today. I really can't, we've had some slowdowns here recently uh, in our play by post, mainly because one of them was coming to an end. And also we have a player that skipped out of uh, our other game, which has caused me to have to uh, kind of re refactor that whole thing there. Uh, so anyway, we've had a little bit of a slowdown uh, where it's like a one a week, maybe one every four days or something like that. And I really like to get it back up to one a day because it feels like you're, you're playing that way. When it's once a week, it starts, for some reason, this starts to become a hurdle at that point. Like, oh man, I got to get on there and do this thing. But um, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm, looking, I, I'm looking forward to... Uh testing out my new character for the new game yeah 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 we got a new totally different than i've ever made before yeah that's cool yeah we just finished once a day again uh i quit (laughs) (laughs) no we uh we just finished up uh one of our stories last night so one that's been going on for like a year plus so we wrapped it up and uh and you know you talk about like these eight year games that people play with pathfinder i really don't like that i like putting it like like putting a cap on the end of something and going this story is done for now let's move on to a different story and maybe we'll come back and visit these characters again in the future we used to uh when we first did our play by post thing we thought of everything in terms of like of tv series like we've got this is like season one and this is season two and season three and in between the seasons it was like you know the the show takes like half the year off uh between seasons and there's like new shows that get started so that's kind of the way we thought about it in terms of episodes and seasons and series and all that kind of stuff now we just think of it in terms of stories like i want this story to end and let's start this next story and we'll do that and then we'll come back maybe to some of these characters in a separate story Cause maybe you have like two of the players that were there to begin with that don't want to play that story anymore. So now when you, when you revisit it, you can say, Oh, in all this time that's passed since we last did it, uh, this character was doing this and this character was doing this. And now these three characters of the original five are going to get together with these two new characters and set off on a new adventure. You know, I just think that that is such a, it's such a fun way of doing it that, that preserves the newness, the freshness, and uh, you know keeps it from just being this long long slog but uh but that brings us to a good point uh, uh, another good um discussion i guess is like how do people do play by post out there because as i've looked around the internet um i you know i i have seen the way other people play now i will say when we first did 
well let's just let's look at let's let's think for a second about how other people play let's say so as i've as i've kind of taken a look at some of this stuff i have seen that some people uh the way they'll structure it is they'll have a storyteller just kind of introduce a part of the story and then let the players go wild for like a long period of time before another storyteller post comes in so and, and when they do that they allow their players a lot more freedom to come up with details in the environment and uh even non-player characters they sort of let their players bring all of their creativity in to essentially be like like assistant storytellers in designing all of this world building type stuff and then the storyteller shows up every now and then to just kind of like you know push in a certain direction or whatever other people are way more strict uh trying to keep the storyteller in control of the narrative uh that's definitely the way i prefer to do it i try to recreate in our in our play-by-post thing i try to recreate the around the table experience as much as possible so I'm like, try not to imagine that we're posting this online. Try to imagine we're sitting around a table. I'm going to tell you where you're at, what you see, and you're going to tell me what you do. And I'm going to tell you the outcome of what you do. You know, like, cause I, so, I always speak in third person when we're playing around the table. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like folks do. Don't you think? No. Don't people speak in third person? No. no. Oh man, I do. I do. That's because you're like, playing other people. Because you're the storyteller. No, no, no. Like, I was even thinking about like I'm when we my went to character. It's like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I don't say like main stealthily sneaks up to the. I'm like no. I'm I'm gonna sneak up to the guy. You know like yeah. Well, it, I mean it, that was a big hurdle going to play by really? post was trying uh-huh. to I, uh, put all my actions in third person. I, I, I understand why we do it's it because I, I I also talk in third person. But it's because I'm running the game. Don't you mean Charles also talks in third person? <sighs> Ba-boom. All right, so I'm going to head out. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't you mean Charles is going to head out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like when I've when I've played in per- like I'm, I'm thinking like to Pathfinder Society, Starfinder Society stuff, where I've been a player because I don't play very often. I'm always the storyteller, but I feel like mm-hmm. when I and maybe that you know maybe that's it, Charles. Maybe it's those of us who have been the storyteller so often. Yeah. We even when we're players in a game, we think like a storyteller thinks. So we're like, you know, um, so this uh, name of character i'm trying to think like uh, why so why is going to go over to this part of the bar and he's going to take his spear and do that like i, I that's the way i play when i play in i person know but again people. i really like i i don't think i would have thought of it the way that jim said it it's because yeah, we're playing you, multiple people yeah when you're yeah. the storyteller you're I, I this is how, visually this is how i see it when you're the storyteller you're hovering over the story and moving all the pieces mentally in your mind when you're a player you are looking through your player's eyes so a lot of times you will default to first person but like gotcha. now as i'm a player on play by post i have to kind of pull myself back and like describe the actions of my character as i'm as if I was floating above him watching him is right. that kind of thing. But as a storyteller, you already default to that position. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, yeah. So, uh, and, and I mean, I'm sure that there are people out there who are playing and play by post where they're just like, uh, I do this and I do that. And as you're reading their post, you just have to kind of like, 
you you have to separate them one for another. It's, see, I, early on in this this whole process, as we were as we were uh, trying to figure out what we were going to do, I actually had not gone out and and looked at what other people do in play by post. Uh, I I had heard that people do a thing called play by post, and I just thinking about the fact that people did that, I tried to come up with a way for us to do it without ever hearing what other people did. And so uh, the system that we have was developed from like an outsider, not knowing anything about it, hearing the name of it, and then like creating the thing whole cloth. Uh, and so <laughs> it's, it's just, I, I feel like that's maybe that's sort of like the source of where a lot of our distinctives come from is just like, it, it's, it's like a person hearing the word baseball, not ever seeing a baseball game, but trying to design a game that would fit the name baseball, you know, and coming up with something that's different than the way most other people play it. And when we get new people who have done play by post before on our stuff, they're there. It's always like a, an adjustment for them. They're like, Oh, well, this is not the way I've played in other places. Like, well, this is the way we do it. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, going along with some of these other differences, some some people mix in and out of character talk in the same forum. Maybe they'll use different uh, different colors for in character dialogue, and then a, another color for like an out of character dialogue, where you can kind of rib the other players and do that kind of out of character stuff. And other people, uh, they like to put those kinds of things in different forums or different threads to try to keep keep it pure, you know. Um, so there, there are ways of handling that in our way of doing things. We, uh, we always like to just keep our actual play forum clean and just the story. And, um, and yeah, like, like Jim mentioned, like the, the, we like to do things where everybody writes in third person present tense. And the, the reason why we have chosen to do some of those things that way is because I want, if, if somebody shows up to read, this was my initial thought. If somebody shows up to read our story, I want it to be the easiest possible thing for them to read and, and like grab onto you know, there's not all of this extraneous garbage because honestly, I find it very difficult to read other people's play by posts. I'm just like, I don't know what the heck's going on here. I started at the beginning. Like, the, like if you go to some place like RPG geek, uh, and you look at some of their, their like play by post stuff, the forum starts with them talking about what kind of game do we want to play? And then it goes into, well, let, let's make some characters. And then it's like, all right, well, let's go ahead and start the game. And then they just start playing in the same forum that they were, that they were brainstorming what to play and building their characters. They just immediately start playing. And then somebody has a comment about something and they just post that right there in the thing. And I'm just like my OCD personality is driven absolutely mad by that kind of a thing i'm like no don't do that no, you can't like so anyway uh other people yeah some people use rules and mechanics uh only infrequently in their play by post games if ever uh, a lot of people just it's just like you know kind of purely social and they don't like to get into the rules mechanics and some insists playing everything by the book <laughs> once again I'm that guy. <laughs> like, like, no, we got to use all the rules mechanics. That's the, that's the reason why we're playing this game is because it has cool rules. And so even in a play by post, you're going to roll the exact dice that you need to roll, you know? <clears throat> and I like to think of it too, in terms of like, uh, 
like we, we want to teach people how to play through this. And so I want, I want the people who are reading the forum to be able to understand why this happened. And so I try to go, even if somebody just like kind of posts some dice rolling and I'll, like, I'll go in and try to uh, format just the explanation of what happened and the results and how the results were calculated. I write out all of these things, you know, I'll edit people's posts to, to make that more didactic so that if you're just coming to the forum, never having played exalted or something like that, you're able to see what's going on in the rules and tie that right back to your core handbook and say, Oh, I see what's going on now. I can, I can follow the rules and the dice rolls and I can see what's happening. And this helps me learn how to, how to play the game, you know? So that's, that's the reason why I do that. But some people like, and, and whenever I think of like, you know, Charles talks about rules light. I think about these people who just like kind of play fast and loose, loosey goosey in their play by post forum, almost like they're writing group fan fiction. And I guess, I guess in some ways we are all writing group fan fiction, <laughs> but it just, without all of the rules and everything there, it seems, it seems to be cheesy. I, I used to talk about Charles's, uh, like his his rules light stuff is like playing tea party you know like like oh pass me the tea you know and and how without the game mechanics and like dice and a and like a map or whatever it just feels like you're playing pretend with your friends and i still have that i still have that feeling even when looking at other people's play by post stuff so all you're doing is I, describing I role playing it's all I know. tea party sometimes someone gets angry and they cast fireball in the middle of a tea party though but you know what if if, if tea party <laughs> came with a like a, a rule sheet and some cool dice and like a and like a game board I, and i, I put it probably... on kickstarter charles would support it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would he would but i would play it if it had like all kinds of rules and stuff like that i would play it it's just the it's the idea of like you know little kids sitting around playing pretend you know well i've got a gun that does this and that well i've got a shield that blocks bullets from that gun well i've got this knife that goes through that shield like i like having the rules and everything like gives structure that gives meaning to the to the stories that you're creating. There are so still rules what... in rules light games. It's just not like, it's just not like Pathfinder first edition where there is a rule for every single action you would ever want to do. And that slows down play when you're like, I want to do this. And you're like, I don't like, I don't remember the weird rule for that because no one ever does that. So in rules light games, what they say is, here's like the baseline stuff. If if things happen that fall outside of this, just wing it using the the base that we gave you as kind of the jumping off point. That's it. Yeah. That's literally well, I mean, all it is. But don't you think that most no. role-playing rules are that way? Like I mean, <laughs> he said no. Before you even start. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean think about think about like exalted, right? I mean, like if somebody's like, well, I want to do this thing that's not covered by the rules. What do you do? Well, give me an attribute and ability, uh, add them together and roll it. And let's just see what happens. Yeah. You know, isn't but, that what we do? Yes. But exalted. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Exalted doesn't actually have a ton of rules. Exalted has what? a, hear, hear me out. <laughs> exalted has a lot of charms. Yeah. yeah but exceptions when, to the when you, yeah. when you come down to like the actual rules, there really aren't that many. Yeah, there there yeah, really true. aren't. You got to know simple. all the exceptions to the rules, which are charms. Right. Yeah. But there yeah, there charms. aren't many. Like you said, you roll an attribute plus an ability, and then charms yeah. allow you to modify that dice pool. 
That's that's right. really yeah. all it is. Yeah. It, it, so in fact, say, exalted is exalted very, is rules light. Well, I, again, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm having to defend homeowners associations. <laughs> oh, that, like, uh, yeah, you would not want to do that. Yeah, would you? They're, they're terrible, <laughs> but I understand why they exist. Like, <laughs> but but that that's what I'm saying. Like, it, when you look at Pathfinder First Edition, though, you can't do that because no, no, no. There's a rule for that, and you're like, I got gotcha. oh, So okay well now we have to stop and look that rule up because someone's like no 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 They're like that's not how it works and you're like okay i'm yeah. trying to keep there's things a whole, moving but there's a whole avalanche system yeah if we get caught in an avalanche we have to find the page that talks about what to do in avalanches right. because and they've it, got an entire mechanic for it's, it it's fine if your table says like if we don't instantly know the rule let's wing it and then we'll look it up so we know in the future. That's like right. that's okay, but in games where there's a rule for everything, it those those rules get in the way of having fun so much. Although, sure. to be fair, playing within the strictures of those rules creates really cool moments. It, it does. Yeah. So there's there's a give and take. I just prefer games where we don't have to stop and look up a stupid rule because someone's like, no, no, no. That's not how it works. Okay, well, how does it work? Well, I don't know, but that's not it. Yeah. Like, ugh, good grief. Sure. All right, fine. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, okay. If Exalted is rules light, I can get behind rules light. Oh, <laughs> See, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say that it's rules light, but like fundamentally at its core, the game engine is really simple. They just yeah. made way too many charms. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in the game, you, you've seen that simplicity uh, get a little bit more complex over the years. I mean, when you it go is, back, like... It's simple, but they hide all the rules in, like, weird locations. Uh, where yeah, that's true. They should, they should be, like, all together. Like, I make a yeah. character. Why am I turning three pages to figure out how to how i discover what my guile role is yeah, it's like sure. it should be in the character creation chapter this goes yeah, they on need, your they character some, sheet they did some better editing when it comes to that like yeah some of those things like no you have to go to the you got to go to the the combat chapter to find yeah, out go what to the combat is. chapter to figure out what your parry is it's, it's like, like why is it not i'm filling creation? out a character sheet right now why is it yeah. that i mean all it would take <laughs> is one line of text to tell me how to compute my guile so i can put it on my character sheet <laughs> i shouldn't have to play but the other thing is like uh, uh, oh you, you can always about, use like, the index Corey. Yeah, <laughs> but the other, the other thing is like somebody goes, well, what what happens if I if I have a, a an offhand weapon and I'm attacking with that offhand weapon? What's the offhand penalty? You know where you find the offhand penalty in the description of the uh, ambidextrous merit. Oh yeah, the merit. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's like, yeah. <laughs> It's like it goes. It's like uh, this merit negates the minus one offhand penalty. Like nowhere else in the book did it say that there was a minus one offhand penalty. <laughs> like you're literally taking a merit to uh, get rid of a penalty you didn't know was there unless you took the merit. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh well now that I know it's there I guess I gotta take this. Merit. I have <laughs> the power of a demigod and I still fall within the realm the the realm of uh, having a penalty with the, my non dominant hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can crazy. summon forth the magma kraken, but don't do it with your left hand. Uh yeah, for <laughs> real. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so um 
Yeah. I mean, I think, I think exalted, uh, you know, I think it, I think it plays very, very well in play by post because of some of these things. Right. Because, uh, like you said, there is like sort of a simple, a simple way of handling things. The the game is very story based, so most of what you're doing is like you're playing pretend, you're, you're you're writing your fanfic, you're doing your story. But then when when something does need to be adjudicated, there is a simple way of figuring that out. And when you get into combat or you need to use a charm or something, you've got plenty of time to look through the six hundred charms to figure <laughs> out which one you want to use in that instance. And so, I I actually think that Exalted is like perfectly suited to play by post in every single way and uh just to just to kind of give like kind of i guess the one in one place because uh the way our conversation with this is going a little bit scatterbrained like an onyx path uh rule book right now i'll put i'll put in one place i'll put in one like when we do when we do our play by post here are the things like in our site that we do that are distinctive and i say this not as like a a a sales pitch to try to get more of your more people out there more listeners to come join our play by post because honestly i don't know if we could support a whole bunch more people we tried that in the first season of the deliberative and it like kind of killed our play by post site uh, so but i tell you this in case you want to run one and you're thinking about how you would like to play online i'll tell you some of the things that we found that i think are really really cool uh first of all we do keep everything story in just in like one form like this is all story no out of character no whatever that we have it where the storyteller is like the 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 main driver of the story he's presenting all of the sensory information and your character reacts to that and, and then there's, there's very heavy storyteller interaction. Like he's going to be posting probably a lot more than the other players are just kind of, you know, describing the, even the minute, uh, uh, effects of the actions that you do or the, or the results of, you know, a questioning you questioning an NPC or you doing this, like the storyteller has to be very involved to kind of drive that story. We try to replicate the feeling of around the table, except for the fact that we don't write in first person. Cause it would be, it, it's hard to read if everybody's writing. I, 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 so we do it all in third person present. The reason why we do it in present tense is because you're not assured of the action, like the, the results of your action. Somebody says, uh, you know, we'll come up with a character name like Bob, like Bob climbed the tree. Well, did he climb the tree? Uh, You know, you're going to have to roll for that. (laughs) So writing it in past tense kind of precludes the it, it it's assuming success or failure whereas writing in present tense you can say things like you know bob approaches the tree he puts his hands on the trunk tries to reach up and grab one of the the limbs and he begins trying to pull himself up the tree and then you roll the dice and the storyteller comes back and says he's able to easily make it to the top or whatever so uh writing in present tense, which by the way that also kind of replicates an around the table kind of a thing i don't think anybody playing a role-playing game around the table so so we should mention past tense. we should, we should should mention that after you did that post underneath that in a different color you would pe- you would post uh bob uh uh is attempting to climb the tree you know basically letting your action be known and yeah. then you would say uh like strength plus athletics uh equals plus stunt and then yeah. the, then you roll, roll the, the dice, dice. but yeah. that's like in the same post yeah, but it's in a different color, and then the storyteller would post Come the result edit of that, that action post. in a, yeah. in his color. Yeah, either that. sometimes what I do, uh, depending on how big the action is, if somebody is doing something small, uh, like they, like like that, climbing a tree or you know some, something that is easily handled in the same post, what I'll do is I'll just edit the post 
and underneath where the player, you know, had tried to, it was attempting the action. I would then post the result of just that action because it's not something bigger that needs to be a part of like a, a big storyteller post. I don't want to do a whole storyteller post for yes, you climbed the tree, you know, I'll just add it to your post. But sometimes if somebody's doing a bigger action, like, you know, really trying to influence an NPC or all this other kind of stuff, then I will post the results of that in my next big storyteller post where I'm describing how the NPC reacted to your input and all this other kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, we, we, we keep it flowing like that. And, and what I was saying about the presence is also is like when you play around the table, nobody speaks in, in past tense. Everybody, like you just think about it. Everybody speaks in present tense. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to open this door and look in there, right? That's what people say. They don't say, uh, you know, my character went into that room and shut the door behind him and he, and he opened the chest and he got all the treasure. Like it, we, we speak in present tense. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to open that chest. I'm going to see what's inside. Like, so uh, I wanted very early for us to kind of mimic that with the present tense thing. So, uh, but everybody always like, yeah, that's kind of one of the, the big uh complaints that we get from new people joining our post is like why do you guys always write in present tense it, it feels unnatural to me i like writing in past tense and i and i always try to explain these these reasons but uh, and they're like ah that's weird nobody writes like that i've been reading this book uh it's an old book so some of you guys have read it and you're like oh you're just now getting to that yeah i am uh, snow crash by neil stevenson which is of course the origin of the term metaverse and all this absolutely excellent book i mean it's a classic it's phenomenally you're just now well getting written. to that <laughs> you know you ain't read no snow crash but uh anyway so uh, what's it what's fascinating though is snow crash is written in in uh present tense third person present tense i'm like oh my gosh it's written in third person present tense yeah so anyway i thought that was pretty cool i felt vindicated reading, <laughs> reading that like here's this awesome you know writer neil stevenson he wrote in third person present tense so shut up all you haters so um <laughs> anyway but yeah so we we do it like that and then one of the interesting things that we do with our stories, and this is related to the length of the story and everything else as well, but we want them to be like like a book that you can read. And so that's why we keep all the out-of-character discussion out of the main form where we're doing the, the play. And we want it to flow like a story. Uh, things that I hate seeing and I usually edit out if I see people do it. I hate what's called time travel in play by post where, uh, just because the person like was checked out for a couple of days and wasn't posting and the story like moves past something that they wanted to do when they come back and post, they'll be like back when so-and-so was talking about this, this character does this. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like you can't time jump, dude. You've got to deal with what's going on right now. You know? So I, because you don't ever read a book like that. You know, books don't read like that. They don't have certain characters time jumping around the place to get in something they would have liked to have said if back at the time. Quentin Tarantino a wrote a book, maybe. Yeah, with a bunch of flashbacks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so anyway, I like it to flow like a book because what we do is we take our story at the end of the story. So now we just finished one uh, last night, put the epilogue on it. So what I will do now is I will go back through that entire, uh, I think we had 22 scenes. I'll go back through that entire, each with the way we do it, each uh scene is a different thread and we use scene, scenes are a little bit more loosely defined it, like it, a scene could be a week if it's like a travelogue kind of a thing but we let charms that are scene length last for that entire scene you know just <laughs> regardless of what the length of the scene is we let scene length charms last for that whole scene so that's kind of the way we deal with scene length and turn length and all that kind of stuff it's like well this is the scene scene five is everything that's happening right now and uh and they're like chapters in a book 
And so what I do is I take all, I'm going to take all that stuff. I'm going to strip out all the dice rolls and the rules mechanics that are listed and just keep the action, the description of the action and the, in the dialogue and all that stuff. And I'm going to put it into a book with 22 chapters or maybe more. Cause we'll have a prologue and an epilogue, but you know, and, and, and we make like a book out of it that then I put out there as a PDF and, uh, and I, and we want to start printing them too, so that you have like a, a paperback copy of a story that you have been in. And it's like a, it's like a souvenir for a person who participated in the story. It's a little physical, uh, you know, item that says, Hey, I was a part of this. And it's, it's a way to keep that memory, you know, like Charles talked about to have a memory like, Oh, you remember this? I still go back to the book that we did for our very first. Well, I guess it's our second. We have the, we have the first one too, but, uh, cause we, we, uh, we did the, uh, return to the tomb of was it return to the tomb of five corners element yeah re- yeah corners. return return to the tomb of five corners yeah we uh, the the quick start for second edition was actually the first thing we ever did on our play by post site and i turned it into a book so we can go back at any time and relive that game through the story uh and then our first like main one that we did ourselves unearthed we've turned that into a book as well so you can go back at any time and relive that story and it's it's really awesome too especially like a few years after the fact going back and looking at the action in unearthed it's it's just like it's kind of mind-blowing it's like man this was a good story there were there were some good moments that happened here you know and some of that is the players awesome you know actions in combat you know uh, there's still this one fight that happened down in the underworld of chiroscuro with like these spider things on the wall and the characters all in their power armor, like shooting them down with like projected flame bolts out of their, you know, out of their, uh, their suits. And I mean, it's, it is like an awesome combat. You go back and read that every now and then it's just like, man, this is good. Or the exploration of the undersea city toward the end of the book and the, and the, the showdown with the, the AI girl and her beheading and all that kind of stuff. It's like, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. All that kind of stuff. So that's what we like to do with it. And so now we'll be making a new one. And, uh, we've got another game that we had played back in the past that kind of got lost in one of our, um, in one of our forum uh, <laughs> shutdowns and rebirths that we're trying to resurrect, I'd like to put it into book form as well. So uh, that's the way we like to do it. I say that because I'm I'm recommending it to you all out there who are thinking about, is this something that you would like to do? Uh, I think that if you look at the benefits of some of the ways that we've come up with to, with to do all this stuff, I think it's a, it's a pretty excellent way of playing. So um, Anyway, I, I actually believe so strongly in the merits of doing play-by-post the way that we do it that once upon a time, back several years ago, you know, before before we were anathema, I wrote a real long letter to Rich Thomas uh, suggesting that what might be cool for a game like Exalted or really any of their games is like they have the tabletop version of their game. What might be cool that no one else is doing like no one else in the world is doing this is come up with a game that thinks play by post first, right? Like so that even the rules for the game would incorporate things like, like would incorporate the idea that you're going to be playing this play by post almost like, you know, like you can play, uh, the normal, PS5 or Xbox uh, One Series X, Xbox Series X version of like Resident Evil 7 Village, right? Uh, you can play the normal console version of it, or you can play the, the PSVR 2 version of it, 
which is like the same kind of game, but it's it it's completely rethought out from terms of how would we do this from a VR standpoint. And the inventory system and all that other kind of stuff works differently because you're doing it in VR. And like, what if you came up with a rules system that assumed play by post? And then you could provide the server hosting for people playing in the play by post so that they actually come to you and pay you like a $2 a month or $5 a month or something like that to play in this thing. And you've designed the forum with buttons and all this kind of stuff to easily like, uh, like put actions into the post. Uh, you, you've got a, a character sheet system that is fully integrated. So your character, like, like it knows, okay, I'm playing this character in this this story here's my character stats so when i say that i want to do a strength plus athletics role i push those two buttons and the forum inserts like the entire code and everything like your automation that like you're talking about charles but just done on a play-by-post system where it inserts it all into the story and gives you the dice roll and the outcome and like and and like the rules would instead of being like well add this to this and get it like you could you could do it from a forum perspective push forum button action one to accomplish it like it could actually be written from that perspective like i said nobody is doing that a lot of people in the world are playing games play by post there's all kinds of monetization of the virtual tabletop systems where you got people like foundry and people like roll 20 and people like fantasy grounds who are putting out their software and then they're making you know they're they're putting the player's handbook they're putting the rules into automation in there and they're getting money for doing that no one seems to be now that maybe this is just my ignorance but no one seems to be making like a monetized forum system and i think that that would actually be really cool it would you know it, it's a product it's going to take a design team to do it but i i think it could be really cool and uh, and i think that onyx path has the games that are perfectly suited for it but rich didn't particularly go for my idea back in the day and i, I guess he probably you know, thought it would whatever. be too easy to turn those around quickly and that wouldn't fit with their business model <laughs> oh man oh that was a critical hit right there yeah <laughs> yeah but uh anyway i i just think that's cool because i you know the main way that i play is through play by post so i'm always thinking of like how could this be done better how could it be even more cool more easy for people to get involved in so the problem is though it's not easy to teach people how to write and so you you've always got that You've always got that hanging over people's heads. Especially in this day and age. Yeah, for real. So anyway, well, there we go. There <laughs> is there anything else you guys wanted to say about play by post since we've been uh going through all of this stuff? Virtual or bust. Uh, Come at me. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that the uh the only drawback is um when you turn it over to someone and they are either busy or not particularly active at the time that can oh, yeah. slow the game down and when when a game slows um everyone kind of checks out and yeah. then it, it takes a little bit of effort to get everybody engaged yeah. again somebody That's, has to be the cheerleader to like get everybody yeah. back into it. Hey, come on guys let's get this yeah. yeah yeah and you know we have a we have on our 
forum uh, a manual of style where we're where we try to codify a lot of these lessons that we've learned along the way and one of them like jim was saying is like we have a, a, a rule on our our manual style like don't pass the ball to somebody else uh if you if you write a post that's like um Hey, so-and-so, I really need to know what you think about this. Now the whole story has to stop and wait for that person to respond. And if that person doesn't normally respond until 10 p.m. and there are two other players who normally respond around 5 p.m., but now because they're waiting to see how this other guy responds at 10 p.m., they're not going to reply. They're not going to post until 5 p.m. the following day. You've created this. You've created a, a jank in the story, you know. <laughs> and so um, anyway, so, yeah, we try to say don't don't toss the ball. Now, there's sometimes that you have to. I mean, it's, it's not like a hard and fast rule. Never toss the ball. But like but try not to do it. Try to say things in such a way that any other character could also provide their input, you know. Which that, that can, yeah. that, that's subtle. That takes some time to get used to how to do it that way. I, I find like a new players, new players tend to pass the ball way more than veteran players because they just don't know how to do it otherwise. They're like, but I yeah. wanted to say something to this person. It's like, yeah, but you can say it in a way that allows other people to, to give yeah, their there's, input. There's an art person. form to doing it where you just don't completely lock down the post. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So fun way to play. If you've never played before, there's a lot of places out there. You can go try it. Like I said, RPG geek, uh, they have a lot of, uh, uh play by post things going on there. Uh, RPG.net, I believe has uh, a lot of those, uh, for exalted stuff. There are a couple going on at sort of creation.net, but nothing real robust. I don't think, I think there's only been a couple of people who have tried to do it there. And, and it looks like some of those just petered out pretty quickly. And if you, um, if you wanted to start one up on your own, you could probably, you could probably modify a discord page to handle it. Like have certain rooms just for yeah. posting uh, rooms for commenting on, you know, but I and, think and some people get, try to do that and you could get phone alerts too, which is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the problem with Discord because people have brought that up a couple times to me, like, oh, why don't we do this on Discord? Is is like, uh, if you want to go back and see something that happened earlier, I think that that's a real pain in the butt. Oh, definitely. You know? Like, I'm a I'm a huge yeah. fan of Discord, but no, that would kind of be a nightmare. Right. I was yeah. just saying, if you wanted to get your feet wet, start somewhere yeah, like that before you start. You know, see that you like it before you. You know buy a web server and do your own little forum and stuff right. like that. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, like there are places where you can play publicly where you don't have to host your own, you know, web forum or all that kind of stuff. Uh, but those places are, you know, kind of public restroom uh, sort of places. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I feel when I go into places like RPG.net or RPG geek or whatever. Like I, I feel like it's just like, ah, oh, this is so public, you know, this is, <laughs> I, I like having our own place. There used to be, places where you could go to get like a like a free forum uh with that would like have ads on it or stuff something like that but i like forum forum sites on on the internet have really kind of gone down in like they're not they're not that's popular anymore and so i don't even know if you could do that like i think curse used to like let you get like a small forum for yourself or so i don't i don't remember there were, oh, there were and, sites the, and the that. the other drawback to the public forum is like in the middle of your story it's like do you experience hair loss do we blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like well, why am i getting an advertisement for some yeah. you know yeah. some rando bot 
It's just so posted yeah, in my forum. I mean, obviously, the best way to do it is just grab your own uh, web server and install some forum software. We've always used uh, PHP BB3, which is a, a really good uh, software for that. There are some dice roller uh, extensions you can get to add on to PHP BB3. I really like the one that we have right now that we're using. Uh, and I think yeah, it's, it's like the, it's pretty much the only one that it, when you go looking for uh, an extension for the newest version of php bb3 it's like the only dice roller i think that's out there it's kind of difficult to install you, you sort of have to like if you're going to get into that way of doing it like if you're going to make your own forum you you're, you're going to have to kind of learn your way around like an apache web server and you know some of this like uh xml html php programming because you're gonna you're gonna be tweaking stuff you're gonna have to know some SQL database things because you've gotta you gotta do a little bit of this mess, and it's not it's not super easy to do it yourself. Uh, although if you do do it yourself, you have a lot more control <laughs> over it, and you can, you know. You said do do. I said do do. I said do do. I, I knew Charles was laughing because of that. <laughs> yeah, but also, I mean, you know, some fans, some some fans are welcome to join our play-by-post site uh we we talk about it on the on our discord from time to time and uh, especially if we have like a new game starting up we, you know i usually say hey now's your time people if you want to join do one of our things here it is so uh so that that's out there if you if you join our discord usually it's like the people that join our discord that are active that really seem to mesh with the rest of us really well uh that you know we, we've had a lot of conversations with them it's like man have you thought about joining our play-by-post because i think you'd be really good like we usually reach out to folks like that um because when we've just done all calls of course you know one all call for a player in our game ended up with us being banned everywhere oh my goodness <laughs> you know yeah so uh anyway so yeah we, we we try to we try to make sure that the people who are playing with us are kind of going to be uh like fit with the rest of us and that's not that's not to say we don't like you it's it's that you know when you're playing when you're doing something long term with people you kind of have to you kind of got to get along with those people yeah. and so yeah, you, go you, you just don't want folks who are going to be intentionally disruptive and and i don't want to be intentionally disruptive to anybody else like we just don't want to just be fighting over stuff we just want to be playing a game you know and so finding people that you can get along with uh, over a long-term project without fighting with is pretty important which is the whole I reason mean, why we got into the trouble that we got into is just because i was trying to be polite to other people to say this is kind of how we are so i want you to know that up front so if you get involved with this with us you know i don't want you to be mad halfway through like this is who we are like I think so. you basically just summed up friendships in a nutshell. Yeah, it's like you got to yeah, you got to be able to get along <laughs> to be friends. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, if there are no other uh, comments about play by post, it's a fun thing to do. Go check it out. If you never tried it, give it a try. It's fun. Um, <laughs> that'll just about wrap it up then for this episode. So thank you for listening. Oh, well, hold on. Let me say this. <laughs> Nope, it's too late. If you you committed to the ending. We have to end now. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, if you guys out there have any comments about uh, play-by-post and, and you know what you've done in the past and you'd like to have your voice heard on the matter, go ahead and submit to us. Uh, send us an email, thedeliberativepodcast at gmail.com, or... Uh, make a recording of yourself giving your input and we will put you on the air you can send those recordings to the deliberative podcast at gmail.com you can post them in our discord and our message machine thread that's on there and we will put you on the show 
But that's going to just about do it for this episode. So thanks for listening to the Deliberative Podcast. Now go forth and bring righteousness to the world as you know best. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. See ya.